Right here. Right here, right here, right here. Yeah. You want him? Yeah. live in elk camp it is myself caleb copeland ryer porter chris Irwin, and mark groupie we are all sitting here in mark's jumping jack trailer and we've decided that we wanted to do a podcast since we this this four groups of wonderful minds might not ever be in the same tent again there may never be this much iq exactly power and we've only been here for what day and a half, two days? Erwin and I have. We drove. Erwin uh, rode with me from Georgia, 27-hour drive. You guys drove from California, and I'd like to say we met in the middle, but y'all had the shorter drive. I got the better end of the deal on you that definitely one. Definitely did. <clears throat> Next time we need to do a hunt in like Oklahoma or something uh, like that. Huh? I'm all for that. Yeah, and make you guys drive a long way. But is <clears throat> good. We're gonna we're gonna kind of dual purpose this podcast. We're gonna use this for Redneck Tech uh, and for Mark Groupie Outdoors podcast. Or is it called the Community Show podcast now? Is it still called Mark Groupie Outdoors? It's, podcast? it's the Mark Groupie Outdoors podcast. Okay, the Mark. So it will be used for both of those podcasts. I don't know if y'all change the name when you change. Okay, so no, we like to confuse people. Okay, well, I'm confused. It confuses <laughs> me. You should hear how many takes it, 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 it usually takes for us to get our uh, social media shtick right the first time. Yeah, well, we're probably not even going to have time for that because we're going to keep this thing short and sweet because Erwin and I are still not caught up on our sleep from our drive. We tried to take, I tried to take a nap today and it didn't work. It was hotter than blue hell in my tent, so that didn't work either. But uh, Erwin's packed. i got to take him to the airport tomorrow, morning, so this will be the last opportunity for us to get this going, but... I want to talk about a couple of things, um, and I'm sure you guys might have a couple of ideas as well. But um, first thing is, first thing I asked Mark the other day is a philosophical question, and we've talked about this off the podcast. <laughs> and this doesn't have anything to do with Redneck Tech or Mark Groupie Outdoors, but it's a philosophical question that I heard. And the question is, you would be the only person that possesses this this uh, superpower, but if you could choose one superpower, whether it would be to be invisible or whether it would be to fly, which would it be? And these are the types of questions that you have in elk camp when you're delirious and you've walked eight miles. So I'm going to let Mark go first because he's already answered this, and his answer surprised me. Well, I got the answer wrong, apparently. No, you didn't get it wrong. You just gave me the answer that I didn't expect. I wanted to be invisible. You wanted I, to be invisible. And, and, and I guess perverts want to be invisible <laughs> that was, that was gonna that, be the that next. was the first thing that came out of your mouth was perverts want to be invisible <laughs> well they want, i would i just wanted to sneak up a little closer to elk and deer and, and pigs they want to do and things, you called me a freaking pervert they want to do things what would be a good a good descriptor they want to do things not above board people that want to be invisible want to do things not above board well, let's just say that Okay, if you're going to fly in and cheat and do something and fly in an elk, I don't call that a bu- So So every time you fly somewhere on a plane, is that cheating? Well, that's that, that doesn't uh, – you can fly the plane as much as you want, but you ain't going to fly it uh, landing good right in the middle of, of good elk country. I Maybe a, a bu- brush, if pl- you fly, brush plane. Can you hunt moose the same day you fly? You <laughs> well, see, and this, so this is what happened is I asked that question to all the guys in camp, and – Mark is the only one that said he wanted to be invisible. And Chris, Irwin, myself, and Ryer, we wanted to fly. We didn't even bat an eye about it. 
And uh, so then we had several questions about how fast can you fly, how far can you fly, you know, can you carry things with you, how much weight can you carry, and then you asked the questions of, do you have to be wearing clothes to be invisible? Do you have to run out around stark naked to be invisible? And then it's just, I think the answer tells people a lot about each person's personality, which supposedly people that want to fly are egotistical because they think that they possess all the other things they need. Now flying is the only thing left. So well, I mean, it is. Fly, fly, flying is the only thing left. I, I think Ryer's got a few things to scratch off the list al- <laughs> along with f- flying. Oh, <laughs> what? You're just going to leave it at that? Come on, let's hear the just, list. No, let's hear the list. You no, can't just, just leave it there. We'll just, yeah. we'll just, leave, just leave, that, leave that stand as it is. But uh, I thought that was a pretty funny question to start off, start off our trip. And this is my first time. I've been in camp with everyone before. I've never got to be in camp with you guys. I've done a little bit of shooting with Ryer here not too long ago, but this is my first time getting to hunt with Mark. I did get to come out there to your place in California a couple of years ago, but we didn't have a chance to hunt. I was only there for like, what, a day and a half, yeah. two days, something like that. But uh, it's going to be a fun week. We are actually camping in Idaho, hunting in Wyoming. and uh, Walking to Wyoming. Yeah, walking, literally walking to Wyoming. Let's walk to Wyoming, shall yeah, we? Because yeah. we can't fly, evidently. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but And it's about... What do you say? Two and a half, three mile walk to get to where we even start to hunt. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it's not a hard walk. It's just kind of an, an annoying walk. Yeah, and it's just deadhead but each way. Ryer and I went up to the top of the mountain this morning, and Ryer, I want you to describe because I can't do it without probably saying bad words. Our <laughs> descent this morning. So we went up, got all the way to the top of the highest spot around, got on a bull. He was bugling. We got within 100 yards of his comfort zone, I think. And he bugled. I cut him off, and he took his cows and left the country. So then we proceeded to say, all right, it's time to go back to camp, take a little nap, and try it again this evening. And we proceeded down what I'd like to call Hell's Canyon. I think that's an appropriate assessment of it, Hell's Canyon, for sure. It It was just thick, deadfall, steep. I mean, we were stumbling all over ourselves just trying to make headway i think it took us what two hours two hours to get down the face of that and it didn't take us that long to go up so so i learned a couple of things on that trip down that i do not have a future in trailblazing um and i this is it was a rare occasion for me i was carrying a bow and not a camera and you were carrying the camera Mm -hmm. and i felt for you tremendously because i was hating life and I know you are taking that, carrying that camera. And then, but people, what people don't realize is when you're carrying a camera, you're not just carrying it. You have to keep it out of limbs. You have to keep things from getting yanked off of it, things broken, drop it, get it rained on. There's so much more than just throwing it over your shoulder and going. And he's got a four foot tripod yeah. on that sucker. Yeah, and, and, right. and pretty much everything we went over, you couldn't put it over your shoulder. You had to, you had to hold it. It, it it was a little bit of an acrobatic maneuver going going up the hill first of all because going up the hill trying to get on that elk we were trying to be quiet and it was still a little thick going up the hill nothing like coming down but going up was it it was a little tough to try to maneuver the tripod around get in position and stay quiet so that's always that's always fun you're twisting and contorting and trying to huh. put the tripod different places and you're different places and you're running all around the place trying to be quiet and then going down it's the same thing except for now you're trying to protect the camera that's worth more than probably my life so see i physically i physically threw my bow twice 
Yeah, you went <laughs> off. You went off Chris Brackett on your boat, didn't you? <laughs> I threw it one time because I knew I wasn't going to get through the spot holding it, and the second time I threw it out of pure disgust of where we were. I fell down on my butt for about the fifth time because yeah. I couldn't keep my feet out from under me. I just chucked it. I was just I, I had to be mad at something, and I guess that's what I was mad at. Yeah, but, it it was rough. Yeah, but uh, rough. I want to talk quickly about kind of approach. So. We've done a lot of planning and talking about this trip, and we didn't know until, was it two weeks ago, Erwin, that you were going to get to come? Three weeks ago? Probably three weeks ago for sure. Yeah. So I want I want Erwin to go through his from the photography side, and then Briar and I will talk about kind of the approach on the video side, and then kind of let and Mark... I, yes, I'll talk about the hunting side. Yeah, and yeah. let Mark talk about <laughs> talk about how he, how he, kind of his and Ryer's process of entering a hunt and how you guys plan it too because you might do something different than most guys but i want specifically erwin to talk about when he goes on a trip like this one which there wasn't a whole lot of planning for this but obviously he's here he brought his camera and he wants to take some pictures so when you approach a trip what's your what when, when, you know what are you thinking about what's going through your mind what's the check boxes you're trying to go you know get through well Probably just more so than anything, just the same thing you guys are doing with video, just trying to document the day-by-day, step-by-step uh, process of, you know, sunlight coming up, uh, trying to capture elk as they're moving through, but at the same time, just stay out of everybody's way. Well, that, know? well, and everything that you do, and that's what, I mean, a lot of photographers want to be creative, but everything that you do revolves around light. And you will want, like, we were standing around right before we went out tonight and the sun was going down and you saw a shot that you had to get. So we took 15 minutes and ran around and got some pretty cool shots just because you saw light. Is that, I mean, do you do you even have to look anymore or is it just something that just, you see the sun, you know where to go, how to take the picture? You just kind of know what time of day it is and you kind of get, uh, I'm just going to say zoned in to no one. After four o'clock, no matter what time zone you're in, it light just creates itself. You know, you're, and for me, it's mostly backlight. I, I'm just drawn to backlight, and uh, you don't care if it's a silhouette, you don't care if it's a weed that's backlit. You just then you create the shot around that, mm-hmm. and then you you guys were on the bikes, you know, kind of test driving those today, and. It's so dry out here. The dust was just boiling off of the back of that. And it was just, it was an easy shoot to throw up. You guys were riding, and, uh, you know, the dust backlit off the bikes it, it, with the aspens in color in the background. And, you know, that, that shot was easy. And I, then off that, of that, we just created another shot. But that's what, that kind of gets you going, though. When you see those things, you like to. Oh, yeah. 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 You know, and you're, you get into that mode of, after you've done it for so long, it just kind of starts clicking. And then you really, personally anyway, I get to where I don't even pay attention to what's going on. You just kind of hit a zone of, okay, let's do it one more time. And then I'll start looking at what I'm doing. I'm like, uh, let's speed up the shutter a little bit. Let's make him go faster. Make him go. Talk talk know. about what you showed me in Ryer today, and, and, and I'll – I mean, I've said many times, and Ryer will say the same. I'm a amateur photographer at best. I enjoy taking pictures. I almost enjoy taking pictures more than I do video now. Um, but 
you were showing us like riding the bikes we use back the back focus button on our cannons we right. all run canon dslrs and instead of using that half press shutter button to focus I we've got that. our oh i do too now that i've learned back focus i didn't even know i hated it yeah. but today i learned that i do yeah it, you hate it yeah. so um learned uh, everything switched over to that back focus button and that's how i shoot everything i've got my focus setting for center i pull focus move around the frame where i want recompose yeah take my image but you showed but like with those bikes riding really fast you know to focus you have to keep pressing that button and keep chasing right and you know four out of ten images will be in focus so what is it that you did today because we have our set on what's called one shot correct Correct. And you had yours set on what now? IO Servo. I mean, you know, in photography, you'll find there's nine different ways to do something. Uh, really doesn't matter as long as you achieve what you're really after. And everybody's after something different. Uh, a blurred image or... But if it's not in focus, yeah. it hits the trash can. So it, what you... On the IO Servo, so what you did with that is now all you do is track your subject, hold your back focus hold button back down, phone. and keep, keep popping. Right. And then just hold down the fire button because yeah. it's going to track... If the subject is coming to you, going away from you, it's going to track it. So there is no out-of-focus images. It's There is, but it's... They're it, a lot rarer than a if lot you're trying fewer. to... Yeah, a lot fewer. A lot well, fewer. See, that's that's something I, I know I'm going to use immediately once I... You showed me how to get it. You go to that autofocus button, top yep. of, which you use a uh, 5D Mark III. 5D Mark III. You do... I, I, I left the, uh, the 1DX back at the house... <laughs> Mainly because it's a it's a tank. It weighs so daggone much, and I knew this trip was going to be a lot of walking. And uh, I took the vertical grip off the 5D Mark III just to kill some weight also at the same time. But um, the the 5D Mark III has a, a silent shutter mode, mm -hmm. and that's what I just – you know you're going to be in close, and you don't want to have a, yeah. a shutter going off, so – that's why I chose the 5D Mark III. Well, and there. when you're running around the mountains, generally what lenses are you toting with you? 1635, uh, 24 to 70, 100 to 400. And two flashes, four batteries, a bunch of stuff you really don't need on top of that. <laughs> as I'm packing to go home tonight, I'm like, what did I bring this stuff for? <laughs> you know. But, you, you know, as sure as you don't pack it, that's yeah. the one thing you're going to need on day one. Yeah. So Mark Mark may or may not be dying off camera if y'all yeah. can hear him. You doing all right <laughs> over there? Yeah, he's uh he's yeah. got he's got a had a coughing fit. Um, Ryer, talk about you know kind of go through what's me and you, some of the stuff me and you have talked about you know in planning for this, but you know what's your approach when you're filming? Um, you've been doing a extremely thorough job with trying to get as much talking and content and you know getting in front of us, getting us walking behind us and all that good stuff. So. That's well needed stuff. So, what's your what's your thought process? What's your approach when you're going into shooting something? Well, let's talk specifically start, this. Do you want to start from the beginning with the pre-planning? Is that you want to yeah, go from there? Yeah, we can. Yeah, let's kind of we, we can. We don't have to go too in depth with it, but sure. I want I want to talk about probably this trip and elk trips and in, in specifically instead of just kind of in general. So I well we started off and I knew going into this that we're going to be creating content for a couple of different channels i guess so to speak I oh, that's the that's the hope yeah yeah channels probably isn't the correct term for that but avenues. uh avenues there we go so we're going to be probably creating something for uh, the community show which is uh, what i produce day to day with mark uh, and then 
we also wanted to produce something for uh, possibly a film festival. Mm -hmm. So we're thinking of making this into a film, and then uh, we've got some other other videos that we're going to make out of this, some uh, promotional spots and things like that uh, with Caleb. So mm -hmm. uh, no, I knew going in that there's a variety of different places this may go, um, and so I really wanted to be sure that I had had the content to be able to fill all of those. Uh, and they all kind of have a little bit of a different, they all have different needs, I guess. Mm -hmm. uh, the community show is formatted more as a, um, as a television show sort of style, whereas a short film, we're, we're trying to do something a little different with the short film, uh, but we're still also trying to incorporate all of those nice, artsy, big production elements that, you're, that you typically see when you go to a film fest. Yeah, we're trying to kill multiple birds with one stone, yeah. which, re which means we've got a film... <laughs> way more than we probably should have to on a normal normal film trip right and so uh that's actually one of the things going into it and i've been trying to do this for the past couple of couple of hunts is really be more focused in the shooting aspect of things and really making sure that when i'm shooting i i know what i have a purpose for the shot in mind uh sometimes the purpose is just it's pretty and this is b-roll uh, and sometimes the purpose is, okay, we were just having a talking segment. Caleb said something about, we're sitting here glassing this hill over here. So now I know I need to get a shot of that hill. Mm -hmm. uh, I know just generally, you know, going into an elk hunt, what are the things that that tell the story of an elk hunt? You know, we're traveling, so the whole way here I'm getting, I'm getting traveling footage, I'm getting driving footage, I'm getting, you know, little bits and pieces here and there. Uh, we came and set up camp, so I get that stuff, and then throughout the hunt I'm just always thinking okay how do I tell what's happening in this moment with with the video yeah and to break that down to simplify that a little more um well I say to simplify it you know because we were talking about this earlier today is you got to break it down as simply as when you're in the field and you're producing segments or pieces uh whether that's a, a you know a setup in the morning or a or an actual stock on an animal or uh, a wrap-up back at camp. You know, each one of those scenes has to have three things, a beginning, a middle, and an end. And and that sounds may sound complicated or, you know, or, you know, more, more than you would need or whatever. Or I, I don't really, really know how to explain it. But when you have a beginning, a middle, and an end, when I say that, I don't mean you need talking that sets it up, has a middle meat part, and then you close it out with, you know, talking again. When I say beginning, middle, and end, literally those can be three shots. You know, a walk up, you know, talking about what we're doing, and a walk away. That's a beginning, a middle, and end. That's three shots. So if you do that, if you have, if you bookend your content with beginnings and ends every time, you're never going to be missing anything. And you can take, you can take stuff out easier than you oh, can yeah. put it in. If and you, that's, well, you that's can't a big put it strategy. Back in. Once you're not here, you can't yeah. put it back in. That's one of the things that I, I think about is, you know, if I don't get this right now, am I going to be able to get this later? Or is will it, I need this later? Will I need it later? And you don't and you don't know, especially with as many things as we may may make out of this. Uh -huh. There's a lot of things that, you know, we're not 100% sure if, if we'll need it or if it'll make it. Yeah. And generally, a lot of it doesn't make it. Yeah. Uh, and, but and you, if you don't shoot it, you can't put it in the video later. Well, and our plan for this is is pretty simple at the beginning. Is we're just going to try and film these hunts. We're going to try and 
do our best of doing all the content creation in the field. We're going to do, you know, on-camera talking. We're going to have, not, there's not going to be any voiceover. There's not going to be any uh, interviews or any of that crap like every other short film that you've ever seen. It's not going to look, be anything like that if, if we even get to make the film. You know, hopefully we kill some animals, but if we don't, hey, it's public land elk hunting. But um, with that being said, it's, we, we have a lot to do. And the beginning of this is going to be just filming the hunts. And I really hope we can kill one or two elk and then have time to go do some of those bigger production elements. You know, mm -hmm. some of our drone stuff, some of the gimbal stuff, some of, you know, some of those really pretty time lapses, some of the sunrise, sunsets, all the things that really tell a good story and that really have those big production feels about them to, to, to make a quote unquote film, I guess you could say. But um, yeah, we'll, uh, we're gathering some of that stuff as we go along. Oh yeah, here. and you will, and especially like like when Irwin saw that light today, mm -hmm. and he just had to have those shots. I mean, that's gonna, that stuff happens with video all the time. You know, it's hard, a little harder to do on video than with a raw image off of a DSLR because you can do so much with a raw image mm -hmm. off a DSLR. You can't do as much with video. Um, but it's. A lot of a lot of the concepts parallel, um, but Erwin and I have been talking about trying to bridge that gap from photography to video and video to photography, and they have a lot of the same parallels. But it's we're trying to tell the story with 24 frames a second and audio, and he's trying to tell the story with one frame or you know a couple of frames of taking pictures and. I don't know which I've I've yet to figure out which one I feel is harder, or which one's easier. I guess would be to say I I think I don't both. I don't think there's any easier or harder. I think it's they're both uh, very unique in their own ways, and they all have yeah. their challenges. And you know I I think it just it just depends. Yeah. So now <laughs> this is completely off subject, but we just learned this right before the podcast. Erwin, you take cold showers. All summer long. <laughs> Just the summer, though. Well, usually when winter hits, we're on a well. So when winter hits, it's usually, uh, I don't know, 30-degree water. So I, you got limitations. I don't care. I don't you care. got limitations. but I don't care. Yeah. Uh, I think there's a guy named shower. Wim Hof, isn't there? Yeah. There's a what? Yeah. Wim Hof. He does the, he does the I don't know. Yeah, Mark might know that, better. Yeah, he's the guy that does Jack, all Jack's brother? Not Jack off. Yeah. <laughs> I saw where you were going with that. Very yeah, informative. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, no, that went always off. quality input from Mark Rupi. <laughs> yeah, no. If I, I if, just, I, if I if I to talk, I could add what's, something. What's the uh, what's the shower unit you've got? That little portable shower. Uh, what's it? A Yodi or something? I I can't even remember what the uh, uh, what the brand is. Yeah, Yodi it's pretty or nice. Something. Yeah, just. Uh, How would you know? You took a cold yeah, shower. Yeah, took a cold shower. Why don't you just go down to the creek and wallow like the elk? <laughs> hey, it's an outdoor shower. Why why yeah. take a hot shower to roll off sweat? Because it's take cold, a cold shower. Because it's cold? Exactly. Because cold showers suck? No, exactly. they don't. Yes, they do. And since there was nobody else at camp, I walked around naked to dry off. <laughs> it was like pretty awesome. Were you invisible? I was I was flying around camp. But are, <laughs> are, are you invisible if nobody's there to see you? So technically Oh, that's are. right. Yeah. Hmm philosophy I, yeah, I mean if the definition is invisible that no one can see you 
he was invisible because <laughs> so does that mean if no you just one, like no one could see him if you just hide somewhere and you just look through the cracks of a door you're invisible then mark i'm invisible <laughs> <laughs> i see dead people <laughs> i guess i guess in theory we're all invisible to the audience yeah, right now right. yeah true story yeah we're Oh, we're getting deep on this one, guys. We're all delirious. Or lack not, of sleep. Lack of sleep. It's what? what well, the killer on it on you and I 10. yesterday was yeah. we drove. I mean, Google says 27 hours, yeah, but that's without more stopping than, more than that. at all. So it was like 32 hours. And my watch. And then we walked. And my watch says I've got 12, hours. 12.3 miles today. So six of which, or three, three, four. How many was that downhill? A lot. Half. I don't that's know. That's However much it was, it was hell. It was it was bad. <coughs> it counts if we started for at least here and times. ended up here, half was downhill and half was uphill. That's <laughs> well, actually, so much, the ne- so much knowledge in that statement. Actually, the net altitude gain would have been zero. <laughs> That's correct, right? What is the altitude we're at? Did somebody figure that out yet? It's like in camp, it's like seventy-two, seventy-four, and at the top today, it was like eighty-two, eighty-four, something like that. Ooh, it's pretty on top. It's yeah, it's higher than I thought. I thought it was going to be like sixty-five-ish. But the the terrain, I said the terrain wasn't as bad as my last two elk hunts until I came off that hill today, and I retract my previous <laughs> statement. It was bad, 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 bad. We're not going to do that again. No, no, we're not. Scratch until we do. One. Until we do. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I told Ryer. I said, until you hear a bugle I, off to the right. I said, how bad would that be with an elk quarter on your back? That would have been atrocious. Oh my! God, I don't want to talk about it. Oh Lord. Well. Mark, you got anything to add to this? Uh, all your philosophical knowledge. Oh, where where would you like me to start? Oh, I don't know. I, I don't think like, we do. I don't uh, think yeah. you want him to start. <laughs> I probably, promise you. Probably nobody. I've got probably the nobody does. Just, I don't. I don't. I don't know what uh, more. I mean, I can add to some, the maybe the camping and planning and yeah. the, and the overall trying to trying to do a hunt and video at the, at the, at the, at the well, same time. That and Mark is also a, a mountain goat. So he likes to walk a lot. <laughs> he walk, he probably walks 6 walk, foot bet, 19. Yeah, so every I bet time he, he takes did, a step I bet he did 15. Yards. I bet he did 15 miles a day. Yeah. Because we me and Ryer, I'll admit it, we stayed in the easier spot and he's like, "I'm going to go to that next mountain." I was like, "You have at it, brother." Yeah. Well, the the he gets tra- fidgety. He he doesn't he can't sit still for too long. Well, I just gotta gotta go gotta go loiter somewhere. Gotta go loiter somewhere. the ch- The challenge to me on these things is is planning, because a you need to plan well. And Speaking I am planning, I am a crappy planner. We have where's the polls for the? Yeah, <laughs> then that that that's that that's the case. So I I, w- I was in charge of bringing three tents. I brought three tents. One of them was missing its poles, and so, so we so so we got so we've got two tents, and a cu- couple other goodies that I that I forgot. So, the, the, just the challenge for for me is is trying to think of everything I need. And Ryer's real good about all the cameras, but I've still got in the back of my mind, you know, got you know, got a you know, the the all his stuff's got to be organized and packed in here and his considerations and then i got nine kids i only got a few of them at home right now so leaving is always a a a fire drill with stuff going on and and uh and uh and so just just getting that together and then the big the big part really comes to remember you enjoy hunting 
you know, because I, you know, I've enjoyed hunting all my life. And when you get add the stress of trying to, you know, trying to pack and plan for a long trip and, 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 uh, and leave the family and, and, you know, you got, you know, and you know this better than anyone, Caleb, but you get home and you're, yeah, you you don't even get to get home and plan for the next one. I get I get to get home, you know I'm home and I'm already planning for the next one and you know you you don't even get to go home. So there's oh you you you've just the 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 constant you know dirt in front of your blade as you're pushing along. Uh, well, is, I'm only thinking about not not gonna get to go home, but I've got everything that I'm shooting has to be edited at some point. You know, and most yeah. everything I do is digital, so it needs to be a quick turnaround. And, you know, like I was in camp with Dudley last week and, said, you know, when we're going to be able to put some of this together. And I was like, well, first chance I'm going to get to look at it is when I'm back in camp with you in Montana in two weeks. So, I mean, I've got stuff sitting on a drive that it's got to go out. But if I'm on the road, ain't no way it's getting out. And I've got, yeah. I think this runs 25 days, I think, four, yeah. four hunts in a row. So. Well, most of it, you're off the grid. You can't even yeah. get yeah. cell phone yeah. coverage. This is the first, yeah, we have zero cell phone coverage here, so I'll have to do all my posting and stuff tomorrow for some of my social media stuff. And well, and we're an hour, what was it, an hour drive up a two-track? Yeah. Just a dirt two-track all the way. And I hope I can find my way out tomorrow. <laughs> Stay on 147. And then uh, another thing that uh, is always a, <coughs> a challenge is, is it's not just about shooting an elk or a deer, but it's it's getting good footage of it while we're doing it. You know, so whenever I'm setting up and making a ground blind or a tree stand or whatever, you got to have a spot where the where your camera guy can sit comfortably, where he can we video. We prefer producer. Produ- field producer can sit comfortably Thank and you. Not, and not, and not be seen. <laughs> Because he's got to he's got to move around more than I do. I I can sit and be still all the way till I'm shooting. He's got to sit there and focus. I can tell you for a hundred percent fact. After today, I've always wondered this because people have wondered, what do you think? Which job's harder, the hunter or the producer? The hunter is the easier job, no doubt. We were mm-hmm. coming off that hill today. I was like, yeah, I I know because <laughs> I've done some I've done some death marches like that Ryder had to do today. And I'm just yeah. thinking, I was thanking God I wasn't toting that camera today. We we had one last year where we just, we took the camera apart. And uh, he put parts of it in his pack and I put parts in my pack. And and we, because we needed both hands. We we literally <laughs> scaled a, a, a cl- something that people go up for rock climbing. <laughs> we climbed a vertical cliff. Yeah. To get out of I this don't place, feel so, I don't feel so bad today. I yeah. don't feel so bad. And, and then and today then, still sucked. And then, <laughs> and then it's, and then when it wasn't that, it's manzanita that you just gotta claw your way through on. It's a, like it was reaching a, out a, and just grabbing you. Yeah, on on a hill that's so steep that you can reach out and and touch. So yeah, we we had to completely take the camera apart because he needed both hands, you know, to to walk to yeah, move. I don't no, that one sucked. We scratched that one off the list too. We're not we're not doing that one again. <laughs> <laughs> well, like you said, even just the logistics of being able to charge batteries yeah. and uh keep gear organized, keep gear clean. Wash yourself a little bit. Yeah. Uh, cold in, in cold water. Oh god. No, 
I won't be doing that. Maybe it's because I I, it. no, maybe no, it's because I, I don't want tape. it to look any smaller than it already is. <laughs> that's, that's why. I, that's why I don't do the cold water oh, thing. Oh gosh. Yeah. Well, I think that's about all I can stand tonight, guys. I'm tired. So, um, appreciate y'all letting me have the chance to come to the to camp with you. Yeah, no, man. Thanks for, special. Wish you didn't have to go home so early. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah. mountains were calling, and now it's Alabama. Oh, Alabama. It's going to be, you know, it's going to be 95 when you go home. Humidity. It's going to be no 95 when you go home. where I lay my head. All right, well, we're going to end on the singing then. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Appreciate, we're out. Appreciate it. Bye. Peace. Adios. No nukes. <laughs>